Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning to you. Today we're going to talk about the rapture. So uh, edge of our seat stuff here, uh, a very um, kind of lively subject, of course, with uh, lots of people with lots of different opinions about the subject. Let's just read the relevant verses. So we're in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4 and uh, starting in verse uh, 15, Paul says, according to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of uh, the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up, raptured, caught up together with him, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other other with these words. These words are supposed to encourage us. Um, when I was a new Christian, a young Christian, uh, I can remember back in the 80s that our youth group watched a movie called Thief in the Night, uh, and uh, it was a movie from 1972, and it, it featured Patty who was warned by her Christian friends about the coming tribulation and how she needed to uh, believe in in God uh, and be be a Christian in order to avoid this tribulation that was coming on the whole world. And she refused. And then she woke up one morning and found that her husband had disappeared, along with millions of other Christians uh, who had secretly, silently during the night been taken, raptured, from the earth and she then had to survive through this seven year period of tribulation that came upon the world in a a, a, apocalyptic kind of environment. It was scary stuff, I can remember it well. Uh, Now these verses are saying something about uh, the return of Christ and us being caught up with him in the air. But what are they saying? Verse 17b, I think, is important to note. There it says that we will be with him forever. It's really important that we notice that all Christians, whatever persuasion they are in terms of uh, millennialism and so on, and tribulation and rapture, would all agree that the end result of all of this is that we will be with him forever. And uh, so we can unite around that and we should unite around that and we should celebrate the fact that we all know ultimately that's the end result of it all. We will be with him forever. However, of course, there is debate about what will happen in the events preceding and running up to that final uh, state of us being with him forever. What we find in these verses are that there are four R's, if you like. There is the return of Christ, there is the resurrection, uh, there is the rapture, and there is the reunion. Those four things are taking place. So what about this rapture? 
as it were. It says that we will be caught up together with them in the air to meet the Lord. And that word caught up, the Latin for that is rapier, rapier, which is where we get rapture from. But in the original Greek, what it, what it means is literally to be snatched up, to suddenly be removed, if you like, to be snatched away, snatched up to be with him, snatched up into the air to meet with him. And that's where we get that word from. So what we're, uh, the question that we have is this. Will it be a secret rapture, a secret catching up in the air of those who have died, who are Christians, who will be raised, and then those who are left alive, who are Christians, so, so that together with those, all Christians on earth will be raptured, raised, seized up into the air, caught up with him, and then will go into heaven to be kept safe by him during a seven year period during which there will be a tribulation on the earth, which we will be kept safe from because we will be with him in heaven during that period of tribulation. Is that what it's saying? Or is it saying instead that this is the second coming of Jesus? This is the return of Christ, the final uh, uh, and complete return of Christ in which we will meet him in the air and then we will come with him to the earth, to uh, to a final place of a new heaven and a new earth with him. So what is it saying? And uh, in Revelation 3 verse 10, those who would hold the former view that I've just mentioned, who think that it's a secret rapture to rescue us from a tribulation that is coming, would cite Revelation chapter 3 verse 10, that tells us that he will keep us from the hour of trial that is coming. So uh, there, there's this idea that there's an hour of trial that is coming to the whole world, uh, and it's a tribulation in other words, but that God will keep us from that hour of trial, keep us from judgment as Christians. But what the way that we can actually read that verse in Revelation 3 is that he will keep us through the hour of trial. It doesn't mean necessarily that he will rescue us out of the time of trial and tribulation, but rather that he will keep us through the time of trial and tribulation. And so we read in 1 Peter chapter 4 that uh, we are suffering right now, and that is God, part of God's purifying judgment on the house of God. Uh, it is time for judgment to begin with the house of God. We are going through tribulation, but it is not uh, that we would be condemned, but it is that we would be purified, that he will keep us through this time. And so the Bible doesn't teach that we will be rescued out of difficulties necessarily, but that we will be kept through them. The second thing I'd want to say about this passage, and this is really exciting, is this that it tells us quite clearly that this return here is a noisy occasion. It, as John Piper has put it, it's the noisiest verse in the Bible. When Jesus came the first time round, it was in silence. It was, it was uh, under, you know, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. But here at his second coming, nobody will be able to miss the event. It will be a noisy, spectacular, worldwide event. And it tells us in verse 16 that the Lord himself, so it's personal, it's the Lord himself 
will come. And it tells us that there will be three things. There will be a loud voice. A loud voice will be heard. Uh, that's the, the command of God, the command of Jesus. Uh, like uh, it tells us in John 5, 28, Jesus said there that uh, the time will come when a voice will be heard and the dead will rise. And of course, that happened um, in an embryonic form in, in John 11, when the voice of Jesus spoke to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. And if he just said come out, all the dead in the tombs might have risen. But he said Lazarus, come out. So Lazarus came out because there was a loud voice from the Lord. There is a loud voice. There is the sound of the archangel. So Mike, Michael will get involved in the act. And there is the trumpet sound that will be played. And a trumpet is noisy. If you're in an orchestra and you're in front of the trumpets, you might want to wear some ear protection because trumpets are loud. The trumpet is used to gather people. In the Old Testament, it was used to gather the people of God, to call the people of God to gather together when the trumpet was sounded. And this trumpet will be sounded so that the dead will be raised and the, those who are living on the earth will then, together with them, gather to meet the Lord in the air. And there will be a gathering of all saints together with the Lord. And so it's no secret event. And furthermore, and finally, let's just notice here that it says after that, in verse 17, we who are alive will be caught up together with them to meet him in the air. The phrase there, meet him, is a word, it's a noun that means a meeting. And what happened was that um, if someone was visiting a city, a dignitary, a royal, a Caesar was visiting a city, a delegation would come out from that city, meet them and then accompany them back into the city. And so the word is used in Matthew 24 to talk about the virgins coming out of the house to meet the bridegroom and then going back into the house with him. It's used of the Apostle Paul in Acts 28, where it says that as Paul was going to Rome, the people in Rome from the church met him at the three taverns. They had a meeting at the pub at the three taverns. They met him on the way in and then they accompanied back him, him back into Rome. And so this is what's going to happen. At the end, there will be a loud voice. The dead will rise. We, together with those who have died in Christ, will then uh, go out, go up to meet him. We will be raptured. We will be caught up in the air. The air is the place where the kingdom of darkness used to rule. But now it's where Jesus is still is master. And we will together meet him. We will meet him in the air and then we will come with him to a renewed earth, heaven and earth, uh, where we will be together with him forever. And so this is the second coming of Jesus. There is no kind of second coming and then a third coming and so on. There is just the first coming of Christ and now the second coming of Christ. And the amazing encouragement for us here is that there will be a reunion a reunion with one another, with those we have been separated from in death. There will be a reunion with our bodies. We will be reunited with our bodies, uh, a renewed body, and we will be reunited with the Lord. We will be with him forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. They're supposed to be encouraging, not 
um, uh, are not not a, a, you know frightening words. They're encouraging words that will comfort us that uh, those who died will have front row seats with us. They'll see all of this. They'll be part of this. They'll have ears, resurrected bodies with ears and eyes. So they'll be able to hear and see the Lord when he returns. They'll have front row seats with us. They won't miss out. We'll all together enjoy and experience this amazing event at the end of the human history and and God's reunion of everyone in him. So let us pray together. Lord, we thank you for these words of encouragement. We thank you that we will meet you together with one another. We will be reunited with one another, reunited with you in resurrection bodies. And so we pray that we would encourage one another with these words in Jesus name. Amen.